Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. We are today. Uh, let me see. Uh, anyone who is, uh, you look new. <laughs> uh, tell us your name. Baron. Welcome, welcome. And how did you got to know about the Facebook? Ah, okay. So, is is it from an ad or just uh... Ah, okay. Good. And what are you doing? Ah, okay. Good, like me. <laughs> Unemployed is good, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Then you are free to do what you need to do. A lot of people are employed and they are they lost themselves in employment. Yeah. Uh, as a Singaporean or anyone actually who stays in the city, grew up in a country, uh, we sometimes get too caught up with the flow, you know. We think that um, when we when a person is born, then must go to school, finish your education, find a job, get a partner, settle down, have kids. Uh, before that, get a house, <laughs> yeah, settle down, have kids, and then, and so on and so forth. Uh, and for the most part, that's what most people do, isn't it? <clears throat> and sometimes we, we get so used to doing that, we get so used to everybody around us doing that, we forget that, Maybe, maybe that's just one way of living our life, you know? Yeah. And perhaps even more important, that uh, whether we are employed or not, uh, maybe it's more to, important to be happy. Yeah? There was one year I was in uh, Malacca. I was invited about, I think, two, two years back to, to, yeah, two years back and uh, invited by a student to share the Heart Sutra with the whole family over the weekend um, and the, 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 the afternoon when I arrived I met with some of the relatives so I chat with them and one of them has a child I think secondary school yeah, probably around there and so I asked him like uh what do you want to be in future? Uh, I think he said, I want to be happy. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. Most of us, when we ask children what they want to be in future, we, we, we think it should be some modern answer, right? In terms of their uh, occupation. Yeah. And children, at some age, they get used to that also. They get conditioned by us. Yeah. Then we forget that being human, having an occupation is actually not necessarily, not a, how do I put it? To say that it's not an, a necessity or essential seems to be dismissing the whole, the whole thing. Huh? Because after all, most of you are... Uh, Working, isn't it? Right. Uh, 
Perhaps it's more about how we relate to it. Uh. So welcome, welcome. Darren, uh, Darren. <clears throat> uh, let's see, who else is new with us? Uh, Casey, Casey is new with the SGC Live. Yeah, uh, sorry, I should have introduced your name. Uh. <laughs> Come introduce yourself. Uh, would you like to tell us a bit more? Hmm. Ah, yes. Right. Yeah, so uh, about one, two weeks back, uh, Casey contacted me uh, through one of the Dharma brother. Uh, one of the students, Sam, I think through another friend, Emily, right? Yeah. So then uh, in the course, Casey was sharing that uh, when she came back, then she had to be uh, put under the 14 days uh, stay home thing. Huh? Yeah. So this is the new norm. Huh? And so when you go back, you have to Uh, as in Monday tomorrow, you have to three day quarantine for two thousand dollars. Did I hear two thousand dollars? Did I hear the Canadian dollars? So when before you go back or after you go back? Oh. Oh. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you'll be quite a pro in swap test. Huh? <laughs> yeah, so I just did mine a few days back. Uh, for me, it was quite okay, actually. Yeah, I, I tell some students, I think maybe because I'm quite a pro nose digger. Yeah, so when they did the swab test, I was like, okay, oh, is that it? <laughs> you know, uh, I've already opened up the channel for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, for me, it was uh, in a way voluntary. Uh, yeah, uh, I just wanted to make sure because we are starting the class and I was having a bit of mucus. So I wanted to be clear. So the doctor uh, arranged for me to get the swab test. Uh, the, it, it was quite, it was rather structured. You know, the, the person uh, who was administering it, he, she took quite a while to explain to me all the things. Uh, I, I think, <laughs> I think that to the doctor, I must have appeared overly enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. He was like, okay, I, uh, we will need to let you take the swap test. I said, yes, yes. Okay, good. Uh, but the swap test was over before I knew it. Yeah, one was the oral. Yeah, they scraped the, the throat. And then the other, the other two was one on each side. But it was okay. And I was sharing with some students that perhaps we should um, have it uh, done for all religious workers. 
because we would encounter a lot of different uh, individuals uh, on a regular basis. So when will it be heading back? Ah, okay. Oh. Uh, Kimas posted, Kimas posted. Welcome. Ah, and uh, who else are? Some of you I've been seeing on Zoom, so I, I have lost, it's been a year since we, so Choi Kwan is new, right? Ah, yes. Welcome, Choi Kwan. Introduce yourself. Yeah, introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. Sadu, sadu, sadu. Good, good. Welcome, welcome. So, uh, let me see. The rest are the renewed season parking order. <laughs> uh, eh? So, how about Saikyang? Saikyang is new or old? Uh? New, right? Yeah, new lah. Uh, like, come introduce yourself. Yeah, say hello to Sakyang. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so uh, introduce yourself. Yeah, is a. Uh, yeah, how long have you been with the library? Huh? 1990, what? Ah, <laughs> uh, way back. Uh. <clears throat> this one is long service award already. <laughs> yeah, two more years. Did you say 1993? Uh, so two more years, you'll be 30 years. Uh. 20, uh. 30, 30. 30 years. Yeah, two more years, 30. So two more years, we give. Uh, I, I cannot give. I must ask Bhante to give you. Uh, ask, uh, we invite Bante to give you long service award. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to have uh, Sai Kiang join us in the SGC and also in the Xiaopusa volunteer group. Uh, welcome to SGC. And to the rest, welcome again uh, to the live live version. This one is live. This one is Lagi live. <laughs> Uh, yes. For oh, speaker, a lot, huh? Confirm, huh? So I take out, huh? On advisement from uh, my volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot to take out, huh? Okay, okay. So we have the precedence by the MP. So <laughs> anything? <laughs> Not that we want to incriminate the MP. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, not to make a joke of this, huh? Uh, but <clears throat> we try to uh, follow the rules huh? and the purpose is so that we protect each other. Yeah? 
in a way, you can look at the mass like our precepts, you know. Yeah, if we all mean maintain our precepts, then everybody is safe. Of course, I take out mass doesn't mean I don't maintain precepts. <laughs> so today's topic, uh, today's topic, mind me, uh, me, mine, and myself, or no self in our life. Yeah. So the subtopic is uh, on karma. Uh, so there are a few things I want to just touch on. Uh, it may be it's probably familiar with for most of us, right? Uh, but so take it as a refresher. For some of you who are who find it fairly new, feel free to raise your hand, and then I will answer if it's okay to answer at that point. Uh, so uh, two main things. First, first thing is uh, self or no self. Yeah? The second thing is karma, and then later we will explore. Okay, so what's the link between them? Uh, once in a while, I have to look here, look there. No, because the life, yeah, because during the when I do it at my own place, the webcam is right in front of me, and that's the only thing I can look at. <laughs> so it gets a bit uh, of uh, getting used to, yeah, because for the past one year, I've been talking to myself, <laughs> you know, uh, talking to imaginary students, yeah, and one of the one of the appreciation I had as a result was all those DJ, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, serious. The DJs for for their whole career, they are just in that and furthermore in that room, studio room, you know. Yeah, and they're just talking to my, themselves. But when you listen to them on the radio, it feels like they're really talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> So self or no self. So self or no self. Um, this part of the teaching is rather uh, intriguing yeah, for many people. Not just Buddhists, not just non-Buddhists, practically for anybody. The first time most people encounter this teaching, they kind of go over their head for most people. If it doesn't go over your head, it probably means you didn't fully appreciate what he's talking about. Why? Because uh, from our languages yeah, to our, the way we interact with one another to our very awareness, uh, it seems to indicate that there is the I and the you, right? But yet, this teaching kind of goes against this and says, well, think again. You know, it challenges the very notion of our existence. If you think about it, in the Chinese language, me, wo, ta, right? In English, you, me, he, they, she, he, and so on. And all these are references to indicate object and subject, right? And does it mean that this teaching of no self uh, is saying that there's no I, you, and me? Is it? If there's none, then who is listening to this very question? Who is saying this very talk? Yeah? Who is speaking? But for that matter, who is the one who is listening? <clears throat> yeah, who? 
Think about that. Whether you are listening online or live in the class. Uh, who? Uh, like if you are to introduce yourself to others, the first thing as we witnessed just now with the uh, new, new participants, one of the first thing that is introduced is your name, right? So then let me ask you, say at this point in time, ah, now you hear the sound, right? And some of you turn around to look at it. Try to recall at the point when you heard uh, a bit of a voice or something, and then you heard some commotion and you turn around. At that point in time, who was the one who got intrigued? Like let's say Hong Chin, okay? Did you turn around just now? No, 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 not, not, not saying it's wrong, uh, but taking that as an example. Like when there, there was a sound and Ong Chit turned around, now as a matter of uh, post-event and we analyze, we say Ong Chit turned around. But at that moment, for Ong Chit, if you were to ask Ong Chit to, to try to recall as clearly, as succinct as possible, when you heard the door open, did you think Ong Chit heard it? Yeah. Did you think the Ong Chit, the NUS undergrad, heard it? What is your major? Huh? Econs. Do you think the Econs undergrad heard it? <laughs> no, right? So who heard it? Uh, it feels like it's a, I heard it. Ma. So how is this I related to the other eyes? When we introduce ourselves, are you introducing you to that person? How do you introduce yourself? Like if he were to introduce like the rest earlier, it would be, I am Ong Chit, right? What else would you be introducing? And what would you be doing now? You are a student. So just now we said, would he be thinking, Ong Chit heard the sound. He, he said no. Would you be saying a student heard the sound? No. So, what else? How else will you be introducing yourself? Econs. And so you see, you see where I'm going. And yet, while he while we introduce ourselves in all these different ways, when we heard the sound, we at least in this case, it seems like for Ong Chit, he didn't, he didn't experience it as the student who heard the sound, the econ student who heard the sound and so on. But maybe it's just Ong Chit. How about the rest? How many of you turn around just now? How about Kadel? When you heard the sound, did you try to recall as much as possible? And, and you, it can go anywhere. Okay, it can go this way or that way. Alright, uh, did you hear as, oh, Cadell, the interior designer, <laughs> the sound? Yeah, how did you experience it? Ah, so there is a sound. And what is that sound? And then, who turned around? 
and you all don't laugh, ah. Now we are asking Ong Chit and Kadel, then you all laugh. When we ask you, you also had no answer. <laughs> there was once we were at the City Beach Resort and we were having a retreat. And in the midst of the retreat, that was pre-COVID, uh, just, just for records. <laughs> so we, uh, we, we got everybody to uh, do the, in a way, like a nature walk. Yeah, we walked the trail and there was one part of the, uh, the uh, Labrador Park where there's this platform overlooking the, the beach area. And then there was the boat in the distance. And as we were sitting, and after a while we finished the sitting, then I asked them, yeah, when the, the boat bellow, who heard it? When the wind blow, who heard it? When you heard the snap, who heard it? Yeah. Is it I, the accountant, heard it? Is it I, the student, heard it? Is it I, the manager, heard it? Is it I, the father, the mother, the son, the daughter, the whoever, heard it? The year heard it. So why didn't the year turn? Ah. <laughs> uh, very good answer. Yeah. But was that what happened? <laughs> His answer is correct. Huh? Right? Agree? Those who are alive. Yeah. It's correct, isn't it? But is that how we experience it? Huh? Do we, are we conscious of the year sending a signal? We're not conscious also. Huh? Uh, so, while Cadell's answer is factual, yeah, scientifically that's that's the case, ma. Yeah, we, we, no one is going to say no. I heard with my head, <laughs> right? There was one class we were talking about the six senses: eyes, nose, tongue, body, and mind. And then I was I was highlighting that eyes can only see visible form, ears hear sound, and so on. Then one of the students, uh, some of them can see the head. Also. Oh. <laughs> Okay, win already. You win. <laughs> you win. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, I myself, I've seen a, a documentary about some supposed psychic uh, people uh, who can, like, let's say, read a book without the eyes. So just like that. Like that. Oh, can. I, I don't know. Can you do that? Cannot, huh? Uh, Dharma is for most people. Most people cannot. <laughs> uh, so most people cannot, then we put them aside. Okay, those who can, we put them aside first. So, quite interesting, isn't it? While on a daily basis, when we comment on something, we comment using I, you, him, and so on. Right? As a matter of fact. Like, if you were to now... Um, consider what happened earlier, we would say, oh, some people came in and there was some sound and some students heard the sound. As a result, they turned. Right? And it all seems to be okay. But when, as we ask a few of you, yeah, um, when you try to describe what really happened, hey, it doesn't seem to gel. Huh? <laughs> huh? Maybe it gel at a certain level. Okay, 
Uh, I don't want to be presumptuous here to say that it is like this or like that. And that's the thing about the teaching of no self. When we learn it as a teaching, in some cases, it seems to be declared simply as a fact. Yeah? Impermanent suffering, no self. But if you look at many of the suttas itself, the Buddha actually positioned it as a series of questions. The questions he would ask is, is form permanent or impermanent? And then, of course, the monks would reply, impermanent. The Buddha would further ask, is form which is impermanent subject to change? And they would reply, it's subject to change. And then the Buddha would further ask them, is form which is impermanent subject to change? subject to suffering. That means, can it lead to suffering? Yeah. Given that it is impermanent, that is changing. Yeah. And they consider, and then they said, yes. So up to this point, it is not any declaration of anything. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't mean that the Buddha didn't know. The Buddha has observed, but the way he teach, yeah, the way he taught, was not simply just spoon-feeding yeah, or, or just shoveling the teachings as a dogma, as a doctrine. But rather, he get people to think for themselves. And from there, then the Buddha asked the, the, the how do you call that, the killer punch, if you will, <laughs> yeah, uh, which is, is something that is impermanent, subject to change, subject to suffering, fit, Worthy to be considered mine, me, or myself? Does it match with what you think of as self? In much the same way as I asked the question earlier, who is the one who asked? Or rather, who is the one who heard the sound? Yeah. While we describe ourselves, when we introduce ourselves, I'm this, I'm that, but yet when we heard the sound, at least for Ongchit and Kedal, maybe they are model students, you know. <laughs> ah. But it seems as though when we really examine and try to recall our own experience, we don't experience in the sense of how we introduce ourselves. But don't jump to the conclusion of no self as yet. Okay? If you do so, then most likely you are merely taking it on faith. That mm, seems to make sense. Yeah? Then you are just accepting what you have heard, which is just knowledge of Sifu's description and analysis based on the Buddha's teaching. Yeah? And also based, so which is in turn based on the Buddha's own experience. In the Buddhist teaching, we then take this one step further <clears throat> to examine for ourselves. Much like the way I asked you all the question, to examine on a daily basis, on a regular basis, our own experience. What exactly is this self you're talking about? Uh, and if we were to do this over time, we would come to some deeper understanding and perhaps even an insight into 
what exactly do we identify as self? And whether that entity um, matches with what we think we are referring to. No? So don't, don't put a full stop as yet. Okay? Don't put a full stop. This is both the strength and also the perplexing part of Buddhism. The strength because it invites us to investigate and examine for ourselves. Perplexing because for many people who come to religion, they hope to just have a fixed answer. They hope to hear the monk to say, it's A, B, C, go. <laughs> then you feel, okay, understand or don't understand, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Buddhism is perplexing in this sense. Yeah? It demands you to understand. It demands you to question, not just accept. Yeah? It requires you yeah, to ask questions. But for now, uh, we need to hold that question first. I hope that the earlier part has gotten planted some seeds of questions. And for many of you who have been attending classes, this is more a re-germinating of the questions uh, because this is a theme that we have been revisiting year in, year out. Second part, karma. What is karma? Karma simply put action, intentional action through body, speech and mind. <clears throat> Usually when we think of the word action, we think of physical action, right? Take action. Yeah? Uh, but of course, given given the differences in culture between uh, the, the Indian culture or Buddhist culture versus the, the Anglo-Saxon culture, the English culture, uh, th there's, there's a slight um, uh, differences uh, in connotation between the word karma and the word action. Uh, but we have to make do with what we have. Right? Uh, so, that's why we always have to uh, further qualify, uh, to qualify and explain the context that we use this word. Because within the Buddhist teaching, yeah, in fact, when we just now I mentioned Indian culture and then I, I add on Buddhist culture. Why? Because the way um, the word karma is used is not purely Indian as well. Yeah. Uh, the Buddha used many Indian terms. Yeah, uh, terms that was native to him <clears throat> and, and people around him, but he re, uh, rejuvenated with a different meaning. Some would say uh, not so much different, but go back to an earlier meaning. Yeah. So terms like karma, uh, while I think most, most religion or most uh, Indians would agree that the word karma means action. In Buddhism, there's the connotation that it is intentional. There's a connotation that there are different categories of action, uh, as mentioned, body, speech, and mind. And further, there's the implication, whether it's driven by greed, hatred, and delusion. And not just that, it doesn't stop there. That karma, action, um, is merely the start start of a whole series of, of uh, cascading effects, cause and effect. Yeah. Usually when you think about karma, we, we are familiar with cause and effect, right? Uh, but which part of karma is cause, which part of it is effect? 
Uh, we usually think, oh, it's the cost, which is not wrong. But actually, it's also the effect. It is firstly cost because as we act, then there's an immediate result that is due to this as cost. Further, it is also cost in terms of a seed that is being planted within us, um, our mind stream, that over time, given the right conditions, would germinate and then produce results. So we call that, so we have karma, and then we have uh, phala, which is fruit. <clears throat> Experience as a result, and we call it vipaka. So <clears throat> in this way, it is cause. But at the same time, it is also result. It is result in what sense? It is result as uh, seen from an angle where driven by ignorance, driven by greed, hatred, and delusion. Then we act. So greed, hatred, delusion as a cause, then our action is the result. So when we, in Buddhism, when we look at karma, it is not merely an end, a start, nor is it an end. It is merely a part of a continuum. A part of a continuum. If karma is merely the start as in the origin, then it seems to imply that there's nothing preceding it, nothing caused it. Then that will violate the, the, the principle of uh, causality, isn't it? Yeah. In Buddhism, when we say causality, cause and effect, cause itself is also the result of other causes. Yeah. Uh, there are other conditions leading to this cause. And this cause results in some effect, which is not an end by itself, because this in turn becomes the cause or condition for other things. So, in which case then, why these two topics? Yeah. Why are these two topics um, placed together? Is there anything wrong with placing them together? Yeah. Truly speaking, of course, we all know nothing wrong. But for many people, um, when we learn about karma, it seems as though there's an agent. Agent as in someone who is doing. Yeah? And then producing a result that is experienced by an experiencer, a recipient. So, and the two must be the same. At least that's how we tend to feel it, tend to perceive it. How so? I do, I experience, ma. you know, as the Chinese saying goes, so, right? So you do it and then you in turn experience it. But if that's the case, then how can you say no self? And if you say no self, then who is the one who is doing? And then in due time, who is the one who is experiencing? So this is where the uh, seeming predicament arises. <clears throat> in a way, this predicament can be resolved quite easily, but it requires the listener to understand the fundamentals of causality. <clears throat> and in a way, the teaching of dependent arising existence and emptiness. Yeah? So consider this. <clears throat> you have action, yeah, action itself, as I mentioned earlier, 
when we understand it is full totality, it doesn't just exist by itself. So it arises, it exists due to conditions. Yeah. And the conditions is not a self. It's not due to an, a fixed entity that causes it. Okay? But rather due to a plethora of different conditions, then resulting in an impulse plus defilements acting upon it, then boom, action. Okay? So then, <clears throat> with that action, planting a seed, uh, in due time, when there are suitable conditions, this ripens into a result. So this is where it becomes interesting. We tend to... Uh, Mrs. I draw? I think so far we don't need to draw. Huh? Oh, actually this is how it looks like. Huh? You can barely see the... Oh, actually not supposed to see anything here because it's actually double the year already. So we usually think person A do something, then in future we born as person B. And then person B experience the result. Right? Correct? Say yes. Uh, <laughs> Maybe no. Uh. Yes or no? Yeah. We usually think person A do something, then in future, uh, reborn as person B. Then person B experience the result. Right? Uh, usually we, you know, uh, typically learn it in this way. Uh, so, another way to look at it that perhaps would break away from this notion and as a result, clear things up about why there's no need for a fixed entity. Yeah, is seed is planted, okay? Uh, who planted it? The question shouldn't be who planted it. It is planted. By what, by what means? Through the aggregates. Uh, merely through the aggregates. It's an aggregate self. Uh, so you see, there is this first question. Okay? Leave that question here first. Because the only thing that is planting seed is merely the aggregate stands in action. Okay? So the real question is, is aggregate self? So hold that question first. Because we usually start off with the wrong premise that I plant the seed. But if you examine it, that all there is is just aggregates. Uh, so this directly breaks away from the wrong premise that there's an eye planting the seed. Further, in terms of the result, when the seed in due time ripen, instead of thinking, oh, in future there's an eye, a separate eye, or you reborn as that, there's an eye who is reborn as a, another person, and that person received the result. Rather, it is the seed that ripens into and, and give rise to another set of five aggregates. So, the so-called you in future is the result, is the fruit. It is not so much that there's a you in future that is the same you now, that is the one that is planting the seed and who is receiving the result. No, it's rather that there's you, the five aggregates, is the result. Can I understand? In much the same way, consider just this life. I often share with students, 
if we cannot understand this life, don't worry about past life and future life. You know? Yeah. Because usually when you think about karma, we tend to think about future life. But when the Buddha talks about karma and results, it's not simply about future life. Uh. It's not simply about future life. Like for example, uh, a, a very a very handy uh, scenario I often use is if you don't sleep at night for whatever reasons, okay? Uh, maybe you watch a TV series or maybe you have late nights because of work, yeah? Or maybe the sifu you volunteer for until 11 plus still asks you to change <laughs> change poster, uh, adjust this, adjust that. Uh, that sifu don't need to sleep one, then you both in, you also cannot sleep. Then morning still have to wake up for meditation. Then as a result, uh, what happened? The morning you, they wake up groggy. Yeah? And maybe even have headache. Yeah? So, is this due to past karma? Past life karma? Or you are having headache because in the past life, maybe you whack people's head. Huh? Don't have to think so complicatedly. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, if you cannot this kind of sifu, then you are lucky. La. Then your, your, your good fortune are what to do. <laughs> so, yeah, so as a result, if you have late nights, maybe one late night and you're young, yeah, you're strong, no problem. Yeah. Then two, two late nights, then three late nights, four late nights, or then maybe on the fourth or third, uh, third or fourth morning, when you, when you wake up, or maybe a bit headache. Oh, then the, the headache is the, those type that goes all the way back. Oh, such that when you see Sifu in the Zoom, you know which Sifu, uh, don't say which one. Uh. <laughs> Somehow you don't see the same Sifu anymore. You see this irritating Sifu. <laughs> the moment you receive messages, oh, <laughs> yeah. So what's going on? If we, if we understand karma in this way, then it's quite straightforward, isn't it? The action of not sleeping on time and then getting causes causing dehydration as a result and that in turn causes headache. Yeah, very simple. Yeah, very simple. Yeah. And you realize the action of not sleeping on time is not the start by itself. Not by itself, yeah, it's in part due to you encountering some funny sifu who don't sleep, right? But just because you encounter funny sifu who don't sleep, oh, ah, so that is also the correct result. Ah, don't 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 touch anything. Don't touch anything. That one is the the teaching it. That's the teaching it. Don't move. Nobody move. Nobody move. Don't move away the teaching material. <laughs> so when the so for those who are online, <coughs> we just have a Zen moment. Ah, don't know how many of them kaiwu. Ah, don't know how many of them get awakened. Or as awakened as the, the glass bottle. <laughs> so when the glass bottle 
get tipped over enough, then it has to move down. Yeah, by by sheer gravity. And when it hits, when it hits the ground, because now we have the hard ground, not the not the white correct carpet. So when it hit it, if there's enough force, then it causes structural weakness to appear. And if you were to go into the molecular analysis, then basically the glass crystal cannot maintain its structural strength and fault lines start to appear, causing uh, as cascading result, what we call shattering. So this result is correct. Uh, it's correct. Yeah. Conventionally, we say someone broke it. Right? Who, Who broke it? Uh, Choi Kwan, Choi Kwan rocket. Luckily, because why right, is Choi Kwan's bottle? Uh, but if I don't tell you it's Choi Kwan's bottle, any of you look at the bottle and you know it's Choi Kwan's bottle, you all see, you all go and look, see which part of it looks like Choi Kwan. Oh, you know it's Choi Kwan's bottle? Maybe he should just play along. Maybe it's Louis' bottle. Oh, you know? You see, we. Human beings are, we, we are very cute, you know. And anything and everything we want to associate with an agent. Yeah. Break bottle, we must think who break the bottle. And then we must think whose bottle got broken. <laughs> we are so wired to assign agency, we think that that is the right way of looking at things. But let me ask you if it belonged to Choi Kwan or Louis, Hey, 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 hello, hello, hello. As long as nobody walked there, it's safe, right? <laughs> Precious Dharma, you can kai one, you don't pay attention. You go and pay attention to the glass bottle in a way that doesn't get you enlightened. <laughs> huh? uh, as long as, you know, you know what I realized when, but as a result of staying by myself, sometimes I spill things, I just leave it. Yeah. I know, I know some of you thinking, Sifu, you are like that one. <laughs> you are Bocha one. You are, uh, they are very nice. They don't have to say, Sifu, you lazy. <laughs> no, but sometimes uh, when I spill things, right, I conscious, I can clean up. But who's, you think I cannot clean up? I can clean up. But I purposely don't clean up. Yeah. There was, there was a time I, I, I was carrying, um, what, uh, I think, soya milk. Then, then usually, how, how do you feel? Big take, right? Uh, you feel big take, right? Even though you spill yourself. If it's other people who spill your, yourself, even more big take. Yeah. But if it's yourself, then you big take yourself. Huh? So that day, I caught myself a bit of big take coming up. Then, then I decided, big take, the, even if, no matter how big take, right, the, the ceramic will not whoop, come back, right? Then I just, how? Oh. So I sat down and then I put my hand on the soil. I put it there. Then I pat, pat the soil. Then I feel it. Feel, feel, feel. Then I ask myself, can I accept it? Then after a while, I said, can I? I think I can accept it. Okay, can. If you can accept, then you don't have to claim. Huh? <laughs> But it's when you can accept it, then you can clean. We only clean 
Because, you see, we tend to clean up because we cannot accept it. And if we can accept it, then we think we don't have to clean. If you can accept it, in fact, yes, you don't have to clean. But that's when you can clean. Because you are cleaning without aversion. Yes, like Kadal. Oh, oh power. It's not power. <laughs> huh? Consequences? I like uh, when uh, this guy power. <laughs> my 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 is not so powerful. Whatever sound you heard was from Kadel, not me. <laughs> you see, we assign agency. Actually, it's just the the feedback, you know. Uh, but back to his question. Actually, I can really accept. <laughs> So much so that uh, when I uh, when I was cutting apple, uh, was it apple? When I was uh, cutting some fruit the other day, so you know the the parts you shave off, then you usually just throw right. So I put it near the sink. Yeah, and today I saw the ends coming around. Yeah, I did it intentionally. <laughs> uh, no? uh, so. With this sound, there is a series of meaning, yeah, conventional meaning, traveling all the way to someone, then someone, uh, someone heard the sound, and then interpret, and then come up. <laughs> you see, it's all cause and effect, no. Yeah, but so for me, actually I can, yeah. But sometimes I also consider, although I can. The, the students who offered the place for me to stay, maybe cannot. Uh, but usually for ants, they are quite Zedong actually. It's just that we live in different time zones. Uh, so if you are patient enough, they will... The ants are not stupid one, you know. We get frustrated only because we, we cannot understand their actions. We cannot ex understand their karma. <laughs> you know, you see the ants, walk here, walk there, right? Then we feel like, why? What's wrong with you? Why? Why? You think they're stupid one? Uh? <laughs> they're not like us human beings, no. Nothing to do, not buy anything, also go shopping, say, kia, 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 kia. we are the one who nothing to do. Kia, 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 no. they, they are not so stupid. They, only when they smell food, then they will come out and they will take a, a sample, go back and leave a trail of the ferment or whatever. Then after that, any ants that encounter it will detect the gradient and go towards the higher concentration. Uh, that's how they know where to go. Yeah, it's not that they WhatsApp each other, telegram each other, hey, lie, lie, kia, kia, chiu, chiu. Uh, and once the food is cleared up, no more food, right? Or when the food has already reached a point where it has dried up and there's no more scent, they stop coming. Uh, I, I've experienced it, but it takes time. The trouble is we are too impatient. The trouble is we, we, how do I put it? We put a sense of urgency 
on many things that actually don't matter so much. And based on that, then we look at everything else. And we say, oh, this, why is it so slow? Why is it so slow? Then we say, cannot. Uh, it's not that the ants want to keep going on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think uh, ants so small. Though. Yeah. One, our speed, uh, feet, they drown. Uh, they, they, they are, they're swimming inside our speed. Yeah, so can you imagine, we just uh, eat and then a piece of our, we talk and then we took one piece of thing come out. They can have uh, a lot of ants eating for a few hours. Uh. <laughs> but back to that. Uh, yeah, I, I can accept. But for me, when I sat down with my hand on the soil milk, <clears throat> it's not so much... I wasn't thinking so much about whether I can accept it uh, fermenting and so on, but whether I can accept that I spilled, that the ceramic was spilled. Can I accept that because it's spilled, I cannot drink it anymore? Which brings an interesting question where when you do spill something, I think most people would be at the least a bit minimally frustrated. Right? Why? Is it because, as Cadell said, oh, because you spill and then in future, later you will ferment and then ants come? Now, maybe some of us think in that way, but how about the other part, which is, at the first place, why do we pour the soil milk or whatever drinks we are pouring? Should be to drink or to pour on the floor. In all likelihood, it should be to pour in your mouth, right? Uh, but because it didn't pour in your mouth, pour onto the floor instead, then we get frustrated. That's why when you are watering your plants, you don't get frustrated, right? <laughs> but if you're if you if you have a kid and the kid take the the the, the I don't know how you call it, the, the can, the water can, and then go and spray all over, then maybe the mother or the father be like, Oh, I tell you, water the plants. Wait, wa wait, water all over the place, the whole balcony wet already, right? Uh, people get frustrated because of what? Ultimately, it is always because when things don't go our way. Whose way? Your way or other people's way? Our way. Again, self. So the way we function, you see, the way we function is always somehow intertwined with agency. With the I or the you or the me. Yeah. And as a result, when we look at the teaching of no self and then look at karma, it seemed to create a paradox, uh, uh, a predicament. Like, hey, something doesn't make sense here. But what is really happening is because the way we are so for a long time conditioned the condition to look at agency, even when there's none. Just as when we are at home, and if the door suddenly slam or the window suddenly slam, we would be, first of all, maybe a bit shocked because of the sound. But usually we don't stay shocked. Yeah, beyond the shock, then we may have the question, who? Yeah. Of course, if you know that you are alone at home, then you'll be just simply, usually jumping the conclusion, it should be the wind. 
But when you then go and check the door and you realize that all the windows are closed, then you realize that there couldn't have been any draft. And because, oh yeah, you had the aircon on, then how come the door slammed? And best thing is a sliding door. Wow. <laughs> 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 come out script, uh. You see all those movies when they have the ghost, right? It's always the doors slam, right? They should come out of the sliding door and that's scarier. <laughs> Sliding door, does it slam? You know, because you no know, normal door, you can because it can be because of wind, ma. And this, this is the thing. Yeah, I, I've seen for myself <clears throat> many, many years back. Whenever door slam, yeah, if my father is around, yeah, back when my father was around, yeah, uh, what will happen? He will. First thing is who? And then if my mother is around, oh, the confirmed answer is wow, 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 wow. And my mother is hero. She really hero. Yeah, she will just come and put herself. Yeah. Why? Because she knows my father loves her. So wife Obian. Uh, actually, if she if he wants, also can school, ma, but because love the wife. So you think about it, very interesting, no? If it's my mother who slammed, who closed the door and slam it versus the kids, if assuming that the sound is the same, why do we make a distinction who slammed it? And we respond differently as a result? It's because we attribute agency to the sound where there's no agency actually. Of course, we don't say that if, let's say, someone really physically push it, right? <clears throat> we cannot ignore the conventional truth that someone did push it. But it's the fact that we attribute an agency to it that makes us and hold on to the agency as most pertinent. That's why we respond in the way we respond. And that's why the next best answer that I often hear from my mom to my dad's inquiry is Hong la. You know? Uh, my mom's next next uh, counter argument, yeah, she can be a lawyer also. She will always say, let the court uh, look at the second uh, second evidence uh, win. We call upon the second <laughs> Yeah. And of course, if it's the win, then you know, win, win, no. win, you win, you win, you win. <laughs> what can we do, right? But I think about it whether it's the win or a person, if the sound produces exactly the same, why do we make a distinction? So, this is part of the problem, you know. We have a tendency to, to first look for agency. And if not, imply agency. Yeah. How many times have we heard someone, yeah, every time when we when the person asks, win. Huh? Every time win now. <laughs> yeah, we cannot take it, you know. So karma and no self. Yeah. In a simple way, 
it is precisely because no self, that's why karma can happen. Because no self is about emptiness of the self. It's about how due to conditions, then there is an entity that we wrongly identify as self. Is there that entity? Yes. Is there the five aggregates? Yes. The five aggregates are also conditional. And due to conditions, then the, the aggregates act in a certain way to the point where we say plant a seed. And the seed plus conditions in due time produce a result, whether in this life or in next life. And so even the resultant being, so to speak, is also conditionality. It's also no self. If it's self, then you cannot experience karma. If it's self, you cannot do karma also. Because self, by definition, is permanent, cannot change. I want to end the session by inviting you all to do a long-term exercise. The exercise which is to consider <clears throat> the nature of this self, to examine, to see for yourself, where is the self? <laughs> yeah. Because this is the crux of the Buddha's teaching. And if you can penetrate to this, then you, you would have taken the first step, a very crucial step towards liberation, towards enlightenment. So go and examine. Each time we hear, we see something, you hear something, you smell something, you taste something, you touch something, you think of something, ask yourself, who is, who is the one who is seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, and thinking? Who? Not denying that this is happening, uh, but you can examine for yourself. Uh, see what happens. Then, perhaps you will have uh, a deeper understanding, appreciation, yeah, of why, because there's no self, then karma can happen. Okay? Who heard it? Yen